G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There's nothing worse than being a square peg in a round hole. And in this thing called church, that should never, ever be the case. God's made us a certain way to do certain things. And in a church, those gifts should be put to use for God and for others. Simple, really. So how come it doesn't always work like that? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at gift-oriented ministry from a different perspective. I want to tell you about Mariah today. Mariah is a young woman who has one of the most creative talents or gifts that I have ever encountered. She works as a designer and a graphic artist with a Christian advertising agency. Now, Mariah is just an ordinary looking person. If you ran into her on the street, you'd never pick her creativity from the outer packaging. She's not one of these arty, extravagant people. Almost the opposite. She's quietly spoken and humble. When it was first suggested to me by one of our board members that we ask her to help us with the graphic design needs of our ministry, Christianity Works, to tell you the truth, I had my doubts. I thought to myself, can she come up with the goods? Has she got it to design newsletters and the covers of the books that I write and packaging for the CDs that we produce and a host of other things where we just need the gifts of a graphic artist and designer? Well, over and over and over again, the things that she has produced have just blown me away. The other day, we were under a bit of a time pressure, and I asked her to give me some options for a CD cover, and the designs she sent through to me just, just blew me away completely. I can't stop raving about them. And here's the thing. I'm kind of a frustrated designer. I can use a computer. I can put something together. Every now and then, I get this idea, I can do this myself. But every time I get something from Mariah, I realise that I'm so far from being in her league, it is just not funny. Why am I telling you this story? Well, this week and next week on the program, we're looking at the 10 things that I look for in a church. If I'm looking to understand the health of a particular church, or if I'm actually looking for a church to be a part of, I think there are a few things to consider. Over the last few days, we've taken a look at a couple of those. The Lordship of Christ. Is this a place where Jesus Christ truly is Lord? And yesterday, yesterday we looked at the leadership style. Does a church have the sort of godly leadership that empowers people to be who God made them to be and to do what God made them to do? Or does the leadership oppress and manipulate the people? Important question, that, because the leadership style has a huge impact on the people in the church and on the mission of a church, huge. And there's something that kind of flows straight out of that. It's what we're going to look at today, an aspect of a church that is so important. It's whether or not the involvement of the members of the church in the ministry of the church 
is based on their natural giftings. Now, if you've listened to this program for any length of time, you'll know that one of the things I bang on about a lot is that God made each one of us differently and he's made us to do the things that he prepared for us to do. It's exactly what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the things that God prepared beforehand for us to walk into. My good friend Keith Henry and I co-authored a book on this whole subject recently called My Personality GPS. Now, Keith and I were sitting together over a coffee the other day planning our next book, and he said to me, you know, Bernie, the more I talk to people about this stuff, the more I come to the realisation that they're interested basically in three things about themselves. Firstly, who God made me to be, understanding that. Secondly, what we're meant to be doing with that how to make the rubber hit the road and thirdly how to be better at relationships in particular managing the differences as i thought about that i realized how right keith was most people don't understand who god has made them to be that's basically what that first book was about and the next one that we need to write about is this once i know what god's gifted me to do what do i go on and do with that what are the things i'm going to be good at doing and enjoy doing And what are the things that I should steer clear of because I'll never be good at any of them? Romans chapter 12, the Apostle Paul writes this beginning in verse 4. For as in one body we have many members, and not all of the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Now, there are seven motivational giftings or personality types listed there in the Bible. Which one of those am I? Which one of those are you? And what should we do with those things? You see, because of who I am, there are some of those things, showing compassion, for instance, being pastoral, hanging in there with someone when they're hurting. There are some of those that I'm never going to be able to do well. And yet so often what you see in churches is people being asked to do things without anyone ever figuring out who they are, who God made them to be, what they're motivated to do, and what they're good at. And we all have different gifts different abilities, different motivations, and invariably the things we really enjoy doing are the ones that we're good at. When I was the elder of a church once, someone suggested that I should go on a pastoral care roster and look after 12 people allocated to me. I said to them, what, are you nuts? This woman coordinating pastoral care, she was a bit offended. She said, you're an elder, she said. You should do some pastoral care. So I asked her if she'd like to preach the sermon for me this coming Sunday. Oh, no, she said, I I couldn't possibly do that. So what makes you think I should be doing pastoral care then, I asked her. She saw my point. The number of churches who produce boring, old-fashioned handouts and brochures who have two or three brilliant young graphic artists sitting in their pews. The number of churches where pastoral care is almost non-existent, who have dozens of people gifted with caring, compassion, sitting in the pews, who over the last 15 years have come to the conclusion that because they're not flashy, upfront people, they have no role to play in the ministry of the church. 
How many givers blessed with finances see the plate go round every Sunday but have never had their gift of giving connected with a specific need in the ministry and the impact of the church? Come on, this is tragic. It would make you weep. Christian Schwartz, in his book Natural Church Development, which is based on a massive scientific survey of over a 1,000 churches in 32 countries, comes up with these statistics. In healthy churches, somewhere around 70% of the people said that their personal ministry involvement matched their gifts. In unhealthy churches, that figure was around 10%. On this occasion, the numbers tell you the story, don't they? So here's the thing. If God made each one of us differently, if he has a plan for us to use our gifts, he's given us for his glory, shouldn't the church be the place where people discover who they are? Shouldn't the church be the place that teaches them who they are? Shouldn't the church be the place where they get the opportunity to live out who God made them to be? Their natural gifts, their natural motivations, their natural abilities in service to glorify God. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't we know what people's giftings are and then ask them to contribute in the things that they're gifted to contribute in? Can it actually work in any other way? So, the thing that I look for when I go into a church is whether the ministry that's going on in that church is based on people's gifts. That is so important. people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.